hi, and welcome to the Parker J. Cole Show. I am your host, the Queen Parker J. Thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to be talking to my returning guest co-host and contributor today, Marsha Montenegro. For those of you who know, you may even recognize that name as someone I've had on the show plenty of times as she helps us to go through the nebulous valleys of Eastern philosophy, New Age thought, and more. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about energy healing. Now, you may be wondering, what in the world is energy healing? I kind of had an idea. I've kind of maybe done something like that, but I don't know what it is. And even if I did know what it is, is it that much of a big deal? Do we really have to care about this? Aren't we all just energy in the first place? Those are some well thought out questions. I can't wait for Marsha to tackle them in just a few moments. To find out more about Marsha's ministry, simply go to ChristianAnswersForTheNewAge.org. Again, ChristianAnswersForTheNewAge.org, where you have dozens and dozens of articles about lots of different things. On this show alone, we've talked about yoga. We've talked about the universe. Words are like catchphrases in the secular realm that's making its realm into the spiritual. We talked about meditation. We've talked about a lot of things on this show, but you can get more in-depth information by going to her website, ChristianAnswersForTheNewAge.org. Marsha is also available for speaking, so make sure you contact her there as well. This is her full-time ministry. She's been doing this now for 20 years. Seems absolutely crazy to say that. But yes, she's been doing this now for a while. She wants to help you, my dear brother and sister in Christ, to navigate these murky waters of these strange things that enter into the church. Make sure you go to ChristianAnswersForTheNewAge.org. We want to thank our Patreon team for their support. We have been showcasing Christian authors worldwide for the past nine years. And as God gives us grace, we'll continue to do so. To find out how you can help out, simply go to patreon.com slash write stuff and see what you can do. And as always, we covet your prayers. To stay up to date with PJC Media, simply go to pjcmedia.net, click on the pink follow button, and you'll never, ever have to miss a show. And so, without further ado, I'm going to bring on my guest. Marsha, how you doing? Hi, Parker. I'm uh, hanging in there. Talking about energy healing, and some people may recognize certain catchphrases when I say Reiki. Some people you know may be Reiki masters. But Reiki falls into this category of energy healing, but I honestly don't know what it is. So let's start right there. What the heck is energy healing? Yes, and this is a very good question, which will probably take the rest of the program to answer. (laughs) But it is the idea that you can heal with energy. And when that word, here's the problem, is the word energy, because it depends on what one means by that. And there is no consistent meaning when it is used by people who either do this or advocate it. So there's number one problem. They will often be talking about energy in sort of a spiritual sense, that there's this unseen, unmeasurable unquantifiable energy or force, and there will be different ideas of where you can get it or tap into it. And then you channel this or somehow maybe awaken it or ignite it or something to get it to do its thing. And the body supposedly simply knows how to use it or how to react to it. The problem is, is that Okay, this concept of energy healing is very big in the New Age. It's a central part, really, of New Age 
thinking because they also see the body as having energy fields. And so that plays into this. The energy thing is also something that has names in other religions. So, for example, in Hinduism, you have the word prana, which actually they would probably term, you know, maybe the a breath or, or I don't know if they would say energy, but prana is like this force. There's also the idea of uh, energy in Taoism, which you can also find in any religion that's influenced by Taoism, called qi, uh, C-H-I, also spelled Q-I and K-I. And you will find a lot of healing modalities based on belief in qi or qi. So, and I want to talk about those because those have made our way into the culture big time. So, and they aren't maybe technically energy healing in terms of directly using energy as healing or awakening energy in that kind of sense. But the concept of energy is there behind the method. So there's different levels of this. So you can have a direct energy healing where someone thinks that they are maybe transmitting a healing energy into your body, uh, which is what Reiki Reiki is based on and several other forms of energy healing that you can even find now sometimes in hospitals. They aren't medically valid and they aren't supported medically. They're using them because of demand, because people want them and they know people want them and hospitals are businesses. And so they're trying to cater to their, you know, their customers, basically. So you have that kind of healing, which is a more obvious one. Then you have the more subtle one using key. So I want to talk about that. And I also want to say a little bit more about the word energy. So you have this concept of energy and that word is not always going to be used. Like I mentioned, it could be prana, it could be key, or it could be another term. It could be vital force. It could be life energy. It could be life force. All those terms are used. And they also are based on concepts of those terms being in the plant world. So plants supposedly have this life force. And this comes from a philosophy called vitalism. And vitalism was a very big influence in the 18th century and into the 19th century. Uh, And a lot of so-called alternative healing was based on belief in vitalism. Now, I want to make it clear that all of these concepts I'm talking about related to energy and energy healing are occultic. This is part of the world of sorcery, actually. It would be classified as sorcery, which is the manipulation, channeling, or summoning of unquantifiable energy, forces, spirits, or gods in order to accomplish a particular end. That's my definition of sorcery. So this would fall under that. Even if you're using it supposedly for healing, that doesn't make it any less sorcery than using it to try to, uh, I don't know, manifest a, a car or something. It's still sorcery. So we're dealing with a concept that is not biblical. And so the energy thing is a really important thing to understand because it has made its way into the culture and into the church, mainly via alternative healing. The other thing about energy I wanted to mention is there is a kind of organic energy, for example, electricity, you know, is I don't know if electricity is defined as an energy, but a lot of people would think of it as an energy. And but it's something that we can measure and quantify, right? I mean, I can turn on my lamp here on the table and I can turn my lamp off. I mean, I have a control over 
that energy. And the reason I have control over it is because an electrician has built the lamp and the wire from the lamp goes into the wall, which was put in, you know, into an outlet. And that was put in by an electrician. So this is energy, but it's an organic physical to physical energy, even though we can't really, we can't see it visibly with our eyes. And that is different from the energy and energy healing. But what happens, Parker, is that people try to make these energy healing things sound credible and scientific. And the way they do that is they try to make it like an energy like electricity and say, well, you know, it's like electrical. You know, we have an electrical field around our body, et cetera, et cetera. And they'll talk in terms of electricity many times, or they might say quantum, you know, energy or quantum physics or quantum mechanics. And they'll try to use a scientific term to explain these energy healings. And that's where a lot of the deception comes in because neither electrical energy nor quantum energy or quantum physics have anything to do with energy healing. They have nothing to do with it at all. Um, Another um, misunderstanding, and I'll just give this as a quick example. There's apparently, I've got the name for it, but there is a name for a method that you would get medically to break up kidney stones. And it uses energy or sound. I think it may use sound. I can't remember now. But I have seen people bring that up when I talk about energy healing as though that particular method proves that energy healing is valid and okay. But what they're talking about there with the kidney stone is a something that has been controlled and quantified. It's part of the organic created world. And it's something that we can measure and use. And it has nothing to do with energy healing. So I wanted to make those distinctions clear because that is where a lot of confusion comes from. So when you're talking about something like Reiki or hands of healing or hands of of touch, there's there's different names for different streams of this energy healing. You're talking about this spiritual thing. Reiki is based on belief that you can draw on the healing energy, a source of healing energy in the universe, and the Reiki healer is transmitting that into the person's body. And they do this in different ways. They may hold their hands above the body. Sometimes they may touch the body at different points. And they believe they're transmitting a universal healing energy into your body. And then the body has an inner wisdom that will apply that energy to the area that is needed. So the Reiki healer doesn't necessarily have to know where the healing, where there is a need for healing in the body because the energy will just go there. Now, other forms of energy healing like that may have a slightly different explanation. They may not explain it that way, but it's still the same thing. It's still the idea that some kind of energy is being channeled or transmitted or perhaps something in your body is being awakened or is awakening the energy, healing energy in your body. So however it's explained, this is all part of the area we're we're touching on here. And once again, let me say that this is not an area any Christian should be involved in. And even if you know somebody who is a Christian or says they are a Christian who does this, that does not make it okay. 
It just means that they're deceived. And there are a lot of deceived Christians in the church and other Christians go to these deceived healers and they think it's okay because they think, well, this person's a Christian. So what they're doing is okay. And they trust that person or they just trust the fact that that person is Christian. This is another reason this stuff is spreading in the church. Almost all our alternative healing or a big part of it is based on some energy concept. And I'm going to give you an example of something that's very widely accepted in our culture. And a lot of Christians think it's okay, or they actually go to a practitioner. And that is acupuncture. Acupuncture is not based on biology. It's not based on medicine. It's not based on science. Acupuncture comes directly from the beliefs of Taoism, and this is where the concept of qi or ki it comes in that I mentioned earlier. So the belief is that the body has all of these invisible channels called meridians, and there's an energy, this qi energy or ki energy flows through these channels, through these meridians. And when a channel is stopped up or blocked, then you have pain or illness. And so the goal of acupuncture is to put the needles in at certain places, depending on where the pain is or what the illness is, to unblock the energy. And this is based on these very complex, complicated acupuncture charts, which, by the way, are not consistent. So you could have an acupuncture chart looking one way with certain points to put needles in, and then you could have an acupuncture chart with other points you know, where you would put the needle in maybe above the elbow on this chart for this certain pain, but over on this chart, you would put the needle in maybe in the shoulder or something, you know. It's it does not consistent because there's no validity to it. So what is happening here is an, a form of energy healing or a form of healing based on an energy concept and the energy being she or key. And now, and again, they've done a lot of uh, study on this. Uh, National Institutes of Health did a long-term study on various alternative healing modalities, and they could not find any consistent valid evidence for acupuncture. In some of the studies, it seemed to work only minimally for a couple of conditions. Uh, I think, I don't remember the, all the conditions. One was nausea after dental surgery, I think. One, that was one study. And another one was for pain, arthritic pain or something in the knee, a certain kind of knee pain. And But in a lot of studies, they did sham acupuncture, which is where they either put the needles in the places that weren't supposed to be connected to the problem, or they didn't actually put a needle in, but it felt like it. And the, in some of the sham acupuncture studies, the people actually did better than the people who got the real acupuncture. So that kind of that kind of threw a, a fly in the ointment there for acupuncture. Now, because it has been so widely accepted and there's so many acupuncture practitioners, even some doctors have taken it up. A lot of people assume it's credible and it's scientific. And I am asked about acupuncture quite often because there are Christian acupuncture practitioners. And here again, we have that problem of Christians doing it, and which seems to give it validity. Well, let me ask you this, Marcia, as uh, we get into the conversation. When people explore these alternative health mythologies and they have positive results, does that mean that the procedure should be ignored because they have positive results? If they are doing one of these energy healings, the fact that they seem, they seem better or they think it worked 
does not mean that, that, that it's valid and it doesn't mean they should do it because there are different explanations for that. Um, in the case of acupuncture, they found that the placebo effect is a big explanation for a lot of people feeling better. And so we can never rule out placebo, which can explain over 30% of what appears to be good results from some kind of whatever it is that's being done to you. So whether it's uh, energy healing or something else, it's just a pseudoscience thing. You can feel better just by this placebo effect. Another explanation can just can be coincidence. I can, I'm going to give you several here. So there's placebo, coincidence. There's the fact that most pain and most illnesses are self-limiting. So they come to an end. So you can have, you know, be sick for a while, you can have pain for a while. And often, unless it's a chronic condition, it usually will stop. I mean, you know, you get sick, you get better. You have a pain, you know, the pain goes away after, uh, who knows, a day, three days, five days. So sometimes it's just a self-limiting nature. So you get better, you would have gotten better anyway. Another possible explanation in some cases could be the person has either already tried a regular conventional treatment or is also doing a conventional treatment at the same time. So if you're taking, let's say, a certain medication for some kind of condition you have and you really want to feel better than it's making you feel and you don't think it's working well enough and you try an alternative thing, let's say you try an energy healing and then you feel better. Well, it could be that it was the medication you were taking. So don't, it, you can't prove that it was the alternative thing just because you felt better after you did it. It could just be the timing. The last explanation that I have for this is demonic. I do believe, based on a few passages in scripture, that it's possible, and I'm not the only one who thinks this, that Satan can afflict people with certain illnesses. And then when the person goes to an energy healer, or person who does energy healing, they won't call themselves an energy healing in most cases, unless they're very upfront about it. And the person goes there and then they get better. Then the person believes in the energy healer and the energy healing. And so it gives validity to what's being, to something that's actually evil. And the verses I base this on are, there's a passage in Luke, I believe it's Luke, 13, I could be wrong, where Jesus goes into the temple and he sees a woman who's bent over. She's bent double. And Jesus says to her, Satan has afflicted you all these years. And then the actual passage says he heals her. He does not cast the demon out. She's not possessed. She's given no signs of being possessed. The passage does not say she's possessed. Whereas in other passages where someone's possessed, it's very clear that they're possessed and Jesus cast the demon out. So in this case, none of that is there. It's, it's, she has some kind of physical affliction and Jesus removes it by healing her. But he tells her that Satan has done this to her. So that's one example of Satan afflicting someone. Another example, of course, is in the book of Job, where Satan afflicts Job with the boils and, you know, with several things, actually, you know. But that's another example. And there's a passage in Deuteronomy, it's the first several verses of Deuteronomy chapter 13, where God is warning that if you, you know, he says, don't listen to these people with false dreams and false prophecies because he said and he says even if their prophecies and dreams come true if they call you to other gods do not listen to them 
So notice that God says, even if their prophecies or dreams come true, and I'm paraphrasing here big time uh, so people can look that up. God says, even if it comes true, but if they call you to other gods, don't listen to them. So the fact that what they say comes true doesn't mean that you should follow them. It's the same thing for these forms of energy and alternative healing. Just because you feel better or you think it works or someone you know has told you that it worked for them, that does not mean it's okay to do. And I think, unfortunately, in the church, we become very self-absorbed and we think that God's here to serve us and we're supposed to get better. We're not supposed to be sick or if we're sick and it's really hard for us to deal with, we're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to expect God to heal us. And Christians will go on, you know, go to all kinds of people that are very sketchy to try to get healed. Now, I can understand people in really severe pain and with really severe illnesses, how that desperation would lead them to do that. I am not saying I'm not, you know, I'm not judging them for the effort to try to find an answer. But I think as a Christian, we need to look to the Lord and we need to look to him for wisdom, for comfort, maybe look you know, look to him to help us understand why, Lord, are you having me go through this? I have tried different things that, you know, are supposed to help and they don't help. And I, I'm in this situation where I'm in pain or I'm suffering. And so you have to think about the fact that so many people in the Bible suffered terrible things and they did not get relief. They did not get relief. And God does not always give us relief in this life. Our relief comes in the future when we have, um, when we're with the Lord and we have the resurrected body. That's when we have the body of perfect, you know, the perfect body, perfect health, no, no more illness, et cetera. Right now we're in a fallen world and our bodies are fallen. Our bodies have not been redeemed yet. We're in a mortal fallen body. So we get sick, we get pain. And this is part of the fallen world. It's just like we have problems in life, we have storms, we have, you know, floods, <laughs> we have uh, terrible, you know, violent tornadoes. I mean, that's all part of the fallen world. And if you look at some of the things in the Bible where people went through really hard things, that physical things and other things, but what does God say? He says, you have to trust in me. You trust in me no matter what. It brings me to a point that you make as I was listening to you expand on this. It seems as if these types of things produce an inner reliance on strength as opposed to an outward dependence on the Lord. Because what you're doing is bringing in this hypothetical mysterious energy into your body. And it differs from, as you said, the organic natural world, like electricity, like we all have electric fields around us. That is something that is observable. And it's funny. When you mentioned about the electric fields around us, we always know when someone is in our space, our whole body reacts to that. And that person is not invited into that space. As for example, you see someone staring at you creepily or you feel the, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you go, Ew. you know, but it's it's not a mystical thing. Now, I do believe the Lord does give some of us the ability to sense certain things, but that's a spiritual gift, not a energy power if you will. So I wanted to mention that. The other thing I wanted to ask you with these energy healings, it seems as if their acceptance into the church is because there are prominent Christians or Christians within our own sphere that are 
promoting them. It reminds me of something I saw recently where this woman said, I'm a Christian Wiccan. And another woman said, yeah, I'm a Muslim Wiccan. And I was reading this rather bizarre conversation. I said, there is no such thing as a Christian witch. And there is no such thing as a Muslim witch. I said, stop trying to synchronize and do this. What's it called? Syncretism? Syncretism, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I'm saying it wrong. Syncretism of these different faiths to try to, you know, to try to bring something together. And that's what I was thinking of as you were talking about it, because people say, well, I could get something from here, get something from here and I can make a pie. And when you eat the pie, it's very disgusting because it's not what pie is meant to be. Pie is supposed to have cherries, butter, you know, not cement. <laughs> so if you eat a pie with cement, I'm surprised. So I wanted to add those thoughts here. Now with energy healing, people say that you're making it to be much more than what it is. It doesn't have anything to do with God. I can still be a Christian doing this. It doesn't matter. But I would hesitate with that sort of attitude, Marsha, because as you said, there are demonic influences that uses these pathways, if you will, to enter into your spirit. Yes, I think there's definitely uh, the potential for a negative uh, spiritual influence by doing these things and going to people who do them because you are entering the realm of sorcery. You're basically entering the realm of sorcery. You know, you're not a sorcerer, but you are having some kind of sorcery done on you. I don't know if people, a lot of people today are not old enough like me to remember the term witch doctor, but witch doctor was used way back. They used to talk about, you know, missionaries going to the witch doctors in Africa and things like that. And that all that language and stuff has changed probably for the better. But the witch doctor basically still exists. And and now, though, it has a new name and it's shaman. A shaman, you usually find them in, in cultures all around the world, is the person in the village or tribe who has contact with the spirit world and heals according to certain rituals and methods based on his or her contact with the spirit world and his or her supposed gifts, you know, for that particular thing to be a shaman. So a shaman is basically doing sorcery, but that role and that term has been glamorized in our culture via the New Age. In fact, I wrote a sidebar article for the Christian Research Journal years ago when they had a a major, their cover story was on shamanism. And the article was by a Christian man who had gone into, I think, the Amazon, if I remember correctly, into Latin America and had come across, you know, the shamans there. And he wrote about it. I think he had a degree in anthropology. And they asked me to write a side. So my article is just a sidebar article. But my topic was how the New Age has embraced shamanism. I mean, and this started back when I was in the New Age. So I actually saw it happening. And I actually remember a guy who was a psychic. And he went off somewhere. I don't know now where he went. He went somewhere for several months. He came back. And he came back as a shaman. And so now he was practicing not as a psychic, but as a shaman. And at the time, this was very odd because I had never, you know, met, actually heard of a Westerner calling him or herself a shaman. It was kind of a new thing. And that just started taking on. I mean, after that, he didn't start it. It had already started somehow in the culture and in the New Age. But the New Age just really jumped on that. And 
now, you know, shamanism became a big thing in the new age. Then it gradually got, as the new age became mainstream, it got into the culture. And now it's even that the church, although the word shaman, I don't think is used in a, an approving way in the church. People are okay with it in concept by going to these people who do these energy modalities. And another way it can be done that is even more deceptive is through machines. I wish I had a dollar for every person that has contacted me and asked me about a website or a method or a person who uses a machine to diagnose you and to also and or to tell you what you need. And I this is so common in the Christian world, Parker. It's really it's really shameful that it's this common. There are so many Christians who do this and so many Christians who practice it and so many Christians who go to these people and they have a machine that supposedly reads their body or reads the energy of their body. And then they tell them, oh, well, you need vitamin C and you need vitamin B12 and you need to take this supplement. And then, of course, a lot of times they sell the supplements. I mean, it's all a big scam. And the Christians, Christians are totally taken in by this and they think that this is okay and it's actually valid. And of course, it's not. This all goes back to a machine called the Rife machine, R-I-F-E. It came about, I think, maybe in the 20s or 1920s or 30s. It's based completely on pseudoscience. It has no validity. And from that Rife machine, all of these other machines came about. I mean, there's probably several hundreds of them with different names. And all of these companies on the Internet will sell a machine and it supposedly will do something like, diagnose you or tell you what's wrong with you or tell you what you need. And then or you can either get the machine yourself or you can go to someone who has these machines. And there's so many different names that I wouldn't even be able to probably find them all. I mean, nobody could. And so I tell people, look, a machine, unless you're going to a doctor and getting an x-ray or you're getting an MRI or something like that, you can't don't go to a person who's especially who's not a medical doctor with a machine. And let me say something quickly here about the electrical things like in the MRI using, well, that's using magnetic resonance. I've read some articles debunking the ideas people will use, will point to the MRI, for example, in terms of magnetic energy, or they'll point to some other kind of valid machine like a, a CT scan, a CAT scan for some other to try to prop up a invalid method. And some of the the claims that are made are just crazy. Like the reason an MRI works is because it's so powerful. But if you were actually subjected to that, you know, without protection or subjected it to the degree that these false methods claim, you know, you would you would be killed. So it's just crazy what they claim. And I will oh right here, I want to say this big time because I've done a very, very hardcore posts warning Christians about this because this is another area. It's a company, I guess you would call it, called HeartMath. And it is making all kinds of claims about the heart and how you have to have the heart beating a certain way for optimum health and all kinds of, I mean, it's just, they go on and on. It sounds very, very, they try to sound scientific and medical. I can tell like reading one paragraph that it's not because I'm, I'm so used to the kind of language used in New Age pseudoscience. This is New Age. It's all based on New Age concepts, but they've actually been, they've, they've so polished and they're so good at marketing themselves. They've actually convinced, apparently they convinced some people in the Navy or somebody in the Navy to use it. And it has gotten some credibility through some people who have been deceived. 
But if you really look, you will find all the articles that debunk it. And so I have been warning about heart math. I've gotten a lot of questions about it. I think it's only been around for a few years. And I did another post. I did a post on it several years ago. And then when I saw it was getting more popular and I started getting asked about it more, I did another longer post warning about it. So this kind of thing can take on many, many forms. It can be the Reiki form where someone's standing over you with their hands or something. It can be a machine form. It can be the form of acupuncture or shiatsu. A lot of things are based on the acupressure point, but it's not acupuncture. You know, like shiatsu massage is based on massaging the acupuncture point. And um, acupressure is the same idea. And you also have something called tapping or EFT. That's also based on uh, the concept of uh, key and the invisible meridians. Reflexology is based on the belief in key and the invisible meridians and that these bottoms of your foot, the areas of your foot connect to organs, which is not true. There's just, I mean, this goes on and on. I mean, Satan is so good at taking one thing and shopping it into 5 million pieces and making it, you know, making 5 million variations on it, on this one idea. So energy healing probably has at least 5 million variations. I mean, there may be more than that. So I wanted, I want people to understand the concept so they can recognize it because it's impossible to list all the forms and all the names that you can find for that are using these ideas. So you need to understand the idea behind it. And if you have anybody telling you, well, go to this person, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll heal you. He'll help your problem. You need to find out what are they basing it on, especially if they're not a medical doctor, what idea are they basing it on? And if there's a website and you go to the website, you can usually tell by the language that it's not valid. They'll often have uh, testimonials. But they won't have, and they may say they're scientific studies, but they won't link to any. And even if there have been studies, that doesn't mean it's valid. The studies have to have been done scientifically by an independent third party, and it has to have been the results, if they're valid, have to have been published in peer-reviewed journals and solid peer-reviewed journals, not peer-reviewed journals in the alternative world, in the world of alternative healing. That doesn't count. Because that world of alternative healing is not scientific. So it has to be in valid medical scientific journals. And so when just because the study has been done or they say, well, we've done studies and we found that this really works, that is not good enough. That is not good enough. You have to be a real skeptic nowadays, unfortunately, when it comes to healing, because the deception is incredible. And Satan has always used healing as a big deception because healing is a very big part of the new age. It was a very big, and it is a very big part of new thought. It was a very big part of spiritualism, which is became a religion. And it has to do with contact with the dead, which of course, obviously is something God denounces. Healing is always an area where Satan deceits. He uses that to deceive because people are, you know, desperate often. Or they're, they're wanting healing. They're wanting to feel better. They're wanting an end to pain, which, of course, is natural. Brings me to a point about the Apostle Paul. And it's a famous verse that means so many different things to many people. But as I was listening to your commentary, I had to go to 2 Corinthians 12. 
And this is Paul asking the Lord to remove the thorn from his side. And he says, for this thing, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. And that's 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. It brings me to one of the final points I want us to make is about the source of healing. And the verse I just read is counterintuitive to what the Eastern thought, Eastern philosophy, New Age, New Thought, things of that nature, it's all different because you want to seek healing. You want to heal your body, heal your mind, become a better person, release trauma. There are a lot of things touted about with energy healing, particularly for those of us who do understand that emotional trauma can be quite devastating, not just physical, but emotional trauma too, because also touted in the mental health arena as well, but we don't have enough time to get to that segment today. But it comes to the source of healing. And We want to be healed. We don't want to deal with pain. But as I was recently reminded on this very show with another guest I had, Marsha, there are certain things about God that we would not know if we never suffered at all. And one of those things is that we know that God is a healer and that sometimes what do we do when rescue is not God's answer to our problem? Right. And the young man who was on my show, he's a pastor, he talked about the death of his uh, son. And he said he went to the narrative of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and how they were in a fire. And they told Nebuchadnezzar, look, king, we're not bowing down. We know the God that we serve can rescue us from this fire. And then he said, this is what changed his whole mindset about a lot of things. He said, but even if God does not we aren't going to bow down to you. Exactly. Yes. Even if God does not rescue us. Exactly. And that, that is, you know, a very good example. It, it's, it was a really good preaching point for me. I was dealing with some stuff. And when the pastor came onto my show and was just telling his story about suffering and I was listening to you as you were expanding. And a lot of people do these things because they don't want to be in pain. But pain is a sign that something is wrong. And because something is wrong, we have to find out what the source of that is. What's wrong? Do I have vitamin deficiency? Do I have some kind of terminal illness? Do I have some type of disorder? We want to find out what the source is. We just don't want to fix the symptoms. We want to get to the cause. And the cause, of course, is a sinful world. Like you said, we have tornadoes, earthquakes, hurricanes, natural disasters, man-made disasters all over the place, a fallen world. That is a sign that something is wrong because in Eden, we didn't have these issues. <laughs> right. No, those issues were not there then. Right. But even, and of course, there's nothing wrong. I mean, we should go to a doctor if we have a pain that's, you know, unusual and not going away. It's not that we should ignore, you know, symptoms. We should get them dealt with, but go to somebody who is using, you know, uh, tested science and medicine. And here's the other thing, Science, which is a dirty word to so many Christians, which is a shame. Science is based on God's creation. It's based on, it's the discovery 
of God's creation and the laws that he has put in it, like the law of gravity. Okay, that's something that's built into creation by God. And that was something discovered scientifically and that can be proved scientifically. And there are other laws that govern our body that people have discovered over the years, over the centuries. And so we know that if we take this pill X, it will help me with my condition. You know, I mean, I, I have a couple of conditions I take pills for every day. And if I didn't, especially one of them, I would die. So, you know, I'm so grateful for the people who use the the minds God gave them, whether they were Christians or not. They use their minds to discover a way to treat the condition I have and many others have that it keeps me alive. I mean, you know, honestly, that's why it's just so incredible to me that Christians reject this. And this is happening big time in the church. This And this is a new age attitude in the new age because I was in it for a long time. And so the attitude there is it's very anti-scientific. It's very anti-medical in the new age because they believe that all that stuff about, you know, science and medicine and everything is all based on this very limited worldview. And the, the expanded worldview, seeing everything as spiritual and everything as energy, everything is just a manifestation of energy. And so trying to treat anything scientifically or based on any kind of science to them is just ridiculous. They believe that that's an inferior thing and that the superior way to deal with illness and problems is to treat things through this energy and what they consider to be spiritual. And, you know, so everybody has a spiritual body and there's an energy field around you and there's energy within you with the key or prana or whatever they want to call it or vital force. And so that has to be treated or the outer field has to be treated. And all of that plays into the, how they see the body and how they see healing and why they reject science and medicine. Because of course, science doesn't give any validity to this stuff. As, and that's good because there is no validity to it. It's a spiritual belief system. I should say too, Marsha, I'm not knocking people who want to use certain methodologies. And what I mean by methodology, I'm talking about like having a plant-based diet. If you were to take away the, the philosophy behind having a plant-based diet or doing lots of vitamins, things of that nature, you know, things that you can use to have better health. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, one young lady, she said, I do certain things because I want to do preventative work on my body. I want to build up, let's say, my vitamin C levels. I want to build up my vitamin D levels. I want to build up whatever levels I need to build up with. I think that's okay. And you may, you may disagree, but I also think that the fact that we have medicine is because there are things wrong and we need solutions for them. And sometimes within this thought process. We want to completely eradicate mankind's efforts in helping mankind become better because we do see, in my opinion, the sinful nature of us. We look around all over the place and we see, oh, people are killing each other. They're doing this, they're doing that. We have all this division. So they want to get away from mankind's own ability to create cures and medicines to help us and get back to nature because nature is so quote unquote benevolent. Nature just grows without. But here's the thing. When the Lord created the earth, he put man and woman in the garden and said, tend the earth. So he made nature to be under the stewardship of man. So what does that tell you? 
and that we can use nature because we build medicines from different plants and different processes and all that sort of thing. So I just wanted to add those two cents as we get ready to close our show today because we were talking a lot about energy healing, but I think we got sidetracked just a little bit, Marsha, but that's okay because I want our listeners to be blessed by the things that we say. So in the last few moments that we have, what are some parting thoughts you want to share with our listeners? Okay, I do want to comment on what you said about taking the vitamin D and take, yeah, it's not that it's not wrong to take vitamins, but the thing is you can take too many, you can take too much of a vitamin and you, and supplements can damage your liver. So that still should be done under a doctor's supervision. Right, right. Decide on your own that you need vitamins, you know, whatever it is. That should be done under a doctor's supervision. And yeah, some people will be told, I have to take vitamin D. And I've been told that by two doctors. But I've been told that by doctors. I didn't decide that on my own. And so, you know, they still need, because those things have an effect on your body. So we need to be careful just because it's not a labeled a drug or a medicine. That doesn't mean it's okay. And a lot of supplements, none of the supplements or vitamins are regulated by the FDA. There's no regulation. So supplements, especially if they come from other countries, can have anything in them. I mean, they could have mercury in them for all you know. And there have been people, there have been supplements that people have died from. I've heard about those those cases too. They're horrific. Exactly. And it happens because the people who do supplements and do that whole industry, they don't want oversight. They don't want regulation. And that was passed into law in 1994. And because of that law, none of that is regulated. And you are basically, you have to realize you have to be careful. So I'm not saying you don't do it, but you want to be very, very careful and you want to make sure that it's something that's okay with your doctor. So anyway, so to get beyond that, and and you talked about Eden, and of course, we also have to remember that at what happened in the Garden of Eden was that man sinned and then God cursed the earth as well. That was the earth fell. That's when he told Adam, you know, the thorns would, you know, thorns are going to grow and now you're going to have to labor because apparently he was not having to labor before. And now you're going to have to really labor, you know, with the with the thorns there and which, you know, brought on all the problems that we deal with in the environment, not to mention the storm. And there weren't any tornadoes in Eden. So. Well, yeah, I think what I mean by that with the Eden, and I've got that rebuttal in a, in a good way, not a bad way, but that rebuttal before, meaning that what I mean is that even though they didn't have thorns and fields, they still had a tent to the garden. And, you know, things grow. You trim it, you hedge it, you do stuff like that. That's more of the kind of thing I meant. Like, they were gardeners, and I'm not a gardener. I don't like bugs. That's probably why I'll never be one, but... Um, <laughs> but yeah. Me neither. I don't like bugs or dirt. <laughs> no, I don't do that. If I had a cement yard around my house, I'd be completely fine with that. But apparently that's not aesthetically pleasing as grass. So city ordinances, things of that nature. But go ahead and share your thoughts with us, Marcia. I think it's really important on this particular topic, the energy healing, to remember that number one, we're in a fallen world. So illness happens, pain happens. Uh, number two, God has provided ways through various people and uh, through, you know, science ways to alleviate many of those illnesses and many and much of the pain, you know, that, for example, on my grandmother's day or something, people would have suffered from or they would have died from. They didn't have the remedy. And now we do have the remedies for a lot of things. Some things, we, of course, we don't have and we'll never have remedies for everything. So there will be illnesses and pain people have problems with. They can't get an answer. 
And if they can't get an answer from a valid source or a valid method, don't go looking into the world of energy healing because you are opening a door there you do not want to open. And what you want to do is go to the Lord with the problem and ask him, maybe not for relief. I mean, you can ask for relief, but you want to seek his wisdom and what to do and how to deal with your situation. Because sometimes God is testing us. Sometimes he's, you know, pruning us. And sometimes that happens through illness. It can happen through other ways too, but it could be through an illness. I, I want to, you know, Carrie Ten Boom is very admired throughout the church. And I believe that she spent her last few years in uh, unconscious. Wasn't she like in a coma? As I recall, that's how that she died, like after being unconscious for a while. And and things like that happen to very strong Christians who have trusted the Lord. They sometimes are end up in very bad states. But that is that's why we trust the Lord, because he always knows what is best. He knows he has things happen. He allows them for a reason. So I think the bottom line of this goes to trusting the Lord and trusting his goodness. And he was constantly reminding Israel of that after he took them out of Egypt. You know, remember what I did for you when I took you out of Egypt, because they were always forgetting. So we need to remember and look, look to the Lord and not trust in things that are not, you know, based on, or actually based on spiritual beliefs opposed to the Lord. Marsha, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being with us on the show today to talk about energy healing and everything in between. And I cannot wait to have you back and have you back real soon. Okay, well, I would be happy to do that. Thanks so much for having me on again. And we were talking today to my good friend, Marsha Montenegro. She is from Christian Answers for the New Age. Simply go to her website, ChristianAnswersForTheNewAge.org. And I hope you were invigorated by this topic. I hope it made you think. And as always, we're not here to condemn anyone or judge anyone. We simply want you to be informed. And who best to inform you than someone who used to do these practices with some regularity. She would understand more than I would. I've never done them. And I thank God for Marsha in my life because I believe I've avoided a lot of things just by listening to her. And again, go to her website to just dig through all these very informational articles to help you really get a grasp on what's entering the church and what you need to be aware of. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of the Parker J. Cole Show. You have a wonderful, absolutely glorious blessed day. And God bless. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.